are back after a little holiday hiatus, and today we're going to do an update on our preseason NBA predictions. We got some solid predictions and some pretty bad ones, um, so we're just going to give an update on like what what teams and and maybe players that we would uh, we would change from what we thought before the season. So, Mike, I'll start with you, and let's start with the East. From what you did before the season, what kind of jumps out as something you would have you would change right now, based on what we've seen so far? Well, I, I the Hawks are not as good as we thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would be that would be my big takeaway in the East, and the Bulls are a lot better. Uh, than we thought. Um, well, maybe not. Actually, I had him the lowest, weirdly. Um, so I had him in eighth, and I thought that was high. But yeah, the Bulls <laughs> have been great. Uh, their defense is great. Um, Alex Caruso is a monster. Uh, yeah, and and the and then the Cavs. The Cavs have been really good. So definitely those two things as of now leaving the 76ers off of my top eight was like a smart move which is kind of hilarious <laughs> yeah c- considering it was an accident yeah totally an accident so. <laughs> yeah i mean I, I there clearly i think will be some fluctuation like seeing the 76ers ninth and the Hawks 10th and the knicks 11th um say probably if i had to guess two of those teams will move into the top eight um kind of as the season goes on uh i just just because i think they have better players um but yeah so far feeling decent about my picks are you still feeling decent about having the la lakers as number two? Oh, we're we're, we're talking about oh the i'm sorry east. i'm no, sorry you're good. You're good. about the east joe <laughs> <laughs> your east looks bomb mike sorry um <laughs> Jill, you said that, and the, the, the Lakers are your number one. I know, I know. <laughs> the person I had to start it out most insecure has the sharpest knives, no doubt. <laughs> okay, well, going going back to the East. So obviously, it's really tight. Like, I mean, two through eleven are only separated by four games, so there can be like a crazy amount of swing there. Um, so how do you feel, how do you feel about like the Hawks maybe making a push into the top four since you had them at three? Um, and then also how do you feel about you had Boston at four and they're kind of, you know, in the mix and that kind of tied for like eighth right now? Yeah, Boston, I, I honestly think they could be one of the two teams that I was talking about earlier that falls to like nine or 10 or 11. Um, I just don't think they have enough um, and or their players don't like each other or whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm selling on the Celtics. Um, yeah. What was your other question? Um, do you think the Hawks can kind of, cause obviously they, they've been worse than we thought. Do you think they can kind of push into the top four? I mean, we've, we've seen them push like they're eight and two in their last 10. So you know, they have started pushing. Uh, it's just a matter of, you know, uh, keeping that consistency as as the season progresses. But yeah, I, I, they've already jumped, you know, a few spaces just in the last couple of weeks. So I think they'll probably jump a couple more spaces in the next couple of weeks. And the next time we do this, they'll probably comfortably be in fourth or fifth. Jill, um, what, what about your, your East 
predictions what what jumps out like what would you definitely change or do you feel do you feel good about it well I would not be a fangirl of the Magic next time because they are <laughs> terrible. I have them as number eight, as a reminder. Um, but everything else is great. I was high on the Bulls before they started the season because I really like DeRozan. So not surprised there. I have them as number three. Um, but I am um, – I think the East is going to be super – um, an easy like top four. I don't think there's gonna be much movement, but I think we're all a little surprised with the Wizards. We should have known better, knowing Wes Unseld Jr. was gonna be the new coach. We should have known. Yeah. Um, but no one had them, so um, I think the East is still not as strong, in my opinion, as the West. So I think my only change would be I did forget the Celtics existed when I made this. <laughs> So I probably, if I were to redo this, I'd honestly keep them in the same order, but I would just change the magic with the Celtics because the magic, they might be the, the worst team in the NBA. Yeah, they probably are. And we lost to them. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sore subject. Um, yeah, honestly, Jill, yours is, I think yours like looks pretty good. I, you know, obviously for that eight spot, like, the magic could be replaced with either like the wizards, the, um, the Hornets, the Cavs, like any of those teams that are playing mm-hmm. well. Um, but as far as mine goes, I, I do still think the nets are going to finish number one, the bucks, number two, the, uh, obviously the Hawks haven't been good. I had them at three and the bulls at four. Um, I would probably like flip those. And then, honestly, like, I'm now lower on the 76ers than I was before the season. I think, um, like Mike said, <clears throat> I think they'll probably be, like, pushing for that, like, eight spot. Um, Jill had them at seven, so I think that might be more accurate. And, yeah, otherwise, otherwise, I feel pretty good about it. I just, I had uh, Heat, Knicks, and Celtics as the six, seven, eight. But I do think one of those teams um, is going to fall out for probably the Hornets or or Cavs or Wizards if uh, if the Wizards and Cavs can kind of maintain their um, successes so far this season. Let me guys ask you this: Do you think I'm kind of shocked? We're how many games in? How many games in are we? Third? Oh, uh, like 25. 25 games in, and we still have no roster updates of Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. I think that's kind of crazy. I thought we would know by now, but do you guys think if either of those people came back, there would be a different standing right now? Mike, what do you think? Um, I don't, I mean, I just don't think Ben Simmons is going to play for the 76ers, uh, but they could get back somebody that might be able to help them. So yeah, I, I do think that, um, that would definitely help the 76ers. Embiid missed a, a bunch of time, obviously, with COVID um, and still isn't back up to speed. So, yeah, I mean, anything right now would help the 76ers. Um, yeah. I mean, and as, as, far as, as far as Kyrie goes, I, I don't – they don't need him. Yeah. Agreed. So. Yeah, with the way, like, especially the way Harden has been, he's kind of, like, showing glimpses of – what he used to do, you know, a couple seasons ago. So 
Um, I don't, I don't think the Nets, if the, you know, if they do need him, it's for like depth pur- purposes, and obviously, like they don't have, they're not a super deep team, so they really are like one injury away from, you know, kind of not not being able to hang on to that top spot, in my opinion. Like if if either Harden or Durant have to miss um, any you know, extended amount of time, then they're going to, they're going to really hurt. I will say, Mike, I'm surprised. And you impressed me that you picked the, you were high on the Hornets before they started and they're really good. So I don't know what you're reading or what you know, but. (laughs) Oh, I just, I mean, LaMelo Ball, a huge fan of the way that he, he orchestrates the offense. Uh, Gordon Hayward was supposed to be like healthy this year. They got a number of other kind of complimentary pieces. So um, I, I do think they're like more, a more consistent team, you know, than like the, uh, wizards or the Cavs. just like, I guess they, they haven't been more consistent. They've honestly been l- less consistent, but I, I think they're like, they have more staying power, um, to kind yeah. of stick around than, yeah, than those other two, to like say it better. Yeah. Their early season success is, is a lot more sustainable than the, uh, than the Cavs and the wizards. I agree with that. All right, cool. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the West. Jill, we'll start with you since you were so um, antsy to get over to the West. Yeah, gee. <laughs> Sorry. The West is where it's at. You guys know that. Um, well, to, for people that can't see my screen and what my order is, it is pretty terrible. I had Lakers. Just remind us, yeah. Lakers one, Nuggets, Suns, Mavs, Jazz, Clippers, Warriors. T-Wolves, LOL. Um, didn't I honestly, you guys? Even if I were to look at the roster of the Warriors like now, there's no way I would have been like, yeah, they're definitely gonna be number one, even on paper. Like, didn't see it coming. Didn't see Andrew Wiggins becoming a superhero after getting the vax. <laughs> it, really crazy, but good for him. Um, I. I think I was a little naive. I was probably listening to me national podcasts about the Lakers. Looking back, that was very dumb to put the number one. They'll, they're going to make the playoffs, but they should not. They're not going to be top four. Um, Nuggets will be top four, but <laughs> I'm a little biased there. But I think I was right about the T Wolves. I think they're going to sneak in okay. eight seed. Um, who who's uh, oh yeah the Grizzlies. I don't have them. I don't really like, I'm not the biggest fan of that team, so I never probably would have changed that anyways, but it's a tight race. Yeah, I think 1 through 8. Um, did you have everyone? Oh no, Grizzlies for T-Wolves. Otherwise, I have I had just in team. very bad order. Yeah. Um, the Suns when we saw the Suns in person the other week, man, they look really good. They might go to the finals again. <laughs> I, <laughs> I hate to say it. But... I disagree with that. We had no, we had no one playing. Um, but all right, Michael, let's let's jump over to you. What? And looking at your order, like what jumps out? Like what would you definitely change? Um, definitely, I would move the Lakers down and the Suns up. I'd probably just like flip them. Um, but I do want to say that I did, I was like a bit, I was very high on the Warriors, uh, putting them at three for the year. So I'm like pretty, 
pretty into that pick. <laughs> Nuggets at four. I'd probably move them. I'd probably switch the Nuggets and the Clippers, honestly. Um, just the Clippers have been not as injured, um, and that kind of goes a long ways. Uh, but, yeah, I actually have all eight teams correct, just, like, kind of in the wrong order. So, um, yeah, probably not change too much, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, like, if you change, like you said, Lakers and Suns, two and seven, um, I think that's probably as good as it's going to get. Um, and looking at mine, I had Jazz, Suns, Nuggets, uh, Blazers, LOL, <laughs> <laughs> Lakers. Mavs, Memphis, and then Warriors. Um, like Jill said, you know, I was not very high on the Warriors going into the season. I I knew it would take time to get Clay back, and I didn't think without him they'd be this good. But they've really shown the ability to stretch the floor um, extremely well. They just have, like, a lot of really good shooters, and um, their defense is good. They play, like, at a high tempo. So, yeah, they've been really impressive. Um, and they got Jordan Poole, who's, like, might be most improved yeah. player. <laughs> yeah, he's looking really good. So yeah, I uh, I still think the Jazz can win the West, but more realistically, do you want them to? No, <laughs> no. More realistically, like the Suns and the Warriors are just. I mean, as long as like the Suns, obviously Booker had a little bit of a a setback recently, but otherwise, like those two teams have just been extremely healthy, um, which helps a ton and. Yeah, it'll most likely be between those two at the top of the West. I would definitely get uh, Portland out of there. I I don't think they'll be a a top eight team. Um, I would put in, who am I missing for Portland? You don't have the Clippers. Oh, oh, I don't even have the Clippers. Yes, I would would put in uh, the Clippers in there. but, But yeah, otherwise... I uh, I agree with Jill. I do think the Nuggets are gonna finish top four. Mike, you said you would have you would switch them to five. That's your kind of official standing yeah, right now. That's that's my official prediction. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's get into that. Let's just so we can talk a little Nuggets right now. Um, I guess what makes you you just think like with the injuries and everything, the the Clippers have a little bit more firepower right now to to finish ahead of them. Yeah, well, but both of the teams that we're talking about are three and seven uh, in their last 10, 10 matches. So they're both kind of slip sliding down um, between COVID and the injuries. Uh, it's been a you know pretty rough couple of weeks for the Nuggets. Um, I don't necessarily know what's going on with the Clippers. I feel like I haven't seen Paul George playing for a minute. Maybe, um, maybe they're getting the COVID bug too. Do you guys know what's going on with them? I personally do not. Yeah, I've like. Yeah, I've I've just watched less hoops the last couple of weeks. Life and life and you know Nicola being out just kind of. <laughs> I just kind of took some time off, and some other TV shows have got come out, and you know that's been more what I've been doing in my free time. So. Yeah, I've definitely not watched as much uh, basketball, but obviously, like I see the the scores every night, and you know, trying to you know watch NBA TV and TNT at least like once a week to make sure I'm not missing any of the any of the uh, chatter, which is so important. Uh, obviously, water cooler. Yeah. 
Jill, yeah. Jill, what are your thoughts on where the Nuggets end up this season? Oh, God, I think it depends what day you're asking me. I mean, we're coming off a high after yesterday's game. Feeling <laughs> good. Um, after that Bucks game, though, I was like, oh, my God, we're not even going to make the playoffs. But um, I think we're, we're just, like, literally a whole different team with Nicola back. Um, so I think we'll finish top four. Um, but that is if, like, Zeke Najee can continue to be – top three on the team <laughs> at this point. But, man, last game was fun. The Magic was going to be fun, and then we just randomly lost it. But um, I think we'll get top four. I think we match up terribly against the Warriors and the Suns, so that will not be fun in playoff time. But Yeah, those will definitely – Bernie's throwing bones around. We'll definitely talk about it when, when it gets to that point. But, yeah, the uh... – the Suns, Warriors, like those are going to be really interesting playoff matchups if if it gets to that, which uh, hopefully it does. But yeah, I I'm kind of holding strong at four. I think I think the Jazz, uh, Suns, and Warriors are all like they're kind of in a league of their own. Like Warriors and Suns, obviously, and then Jazz kind of in that second tier, and then I think the Nuggets are at the top of the third tier. Just the way like Jokic is playing, the way he is. Um, just another MVP season, to be honest. And I don't know, just obviously we have a ton of injuries, but um, it's looking like some of the pieces around him are coming together. You know, Barton and Gordon have been pretty consistent. Um, Faku has been playing well as of late off the bench. Obviously, we've seen like what Bones can do uh, from beyond the arc and also creating for other people. Um, Zeke Naji has been just like an absolute revelation and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season with, uh, seeing what, what this injury riddled team can do. Can you give us an update, Nate? And I know you know this of what like the trade deadlines are. Like, can we trade for anybody um missies and or mike do you know happen to know i don't know that kind of stuff usually the trade trade deadline is like mid-january right mike um it's like not been the same the last two years because of covid and so that's like thrown off my clock uh so i i honestly let me i can just like google it right quick um but i mean like as Zeke has come up the ranks, we do have somebody with like an $8 million salary that definitely we could, you know, trade um, to kind of match and get somebody back. And who are you referring to there? Uh, Jamichael Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's just on a one-year deal as well, right? No, he has a player option for next year. Oh, okay. Yeah, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I I would like I kind of agree with that. Like, we definitely we definitely need a three man with it. Looking like Mike will be, MPJ will be out for this season most likely. Um, so we definitely need someone that can like stretch the floor and shoot the three. And um, yeah, I think moving J Mike, maybe moving Bull as well. Like those those seem like the two most likely scenarios for for trying to either get like a a three-point shooter or a backup center. 
Um, I have I don't, an idea. Yeah. Why don't we sign the guy that just balled out yesterday, Devon Reed? Devon Reed, yeah. <laughs> he, uh, you, so yeah, he. You think? You think? I was really high on him. Obviously, everybody was having a really good game, and everyone was having time of their life. But man, his stats looked great, and he's his stats in the G League are amazing. So I'm like, he, it wouldn't be that expensive to sign what? What's like a minimum? Yeah, I I think I honestly like I'd rather him have a roster spot than Bull, just because I don't see exactly like what Bull adds to this team at this point, and. He he kind of reminds me a bit of like PJ Dozier right when we got yeah. PJ like yeah. and also Shaq Harrison when you know it's just guys that you can put in there as like defensive specialists and then you kind of hope that they just knock down you know thirty three percent of their three point I mean, shots he was three for three from three though yeah That's one crazy. B- one bank so that that counts <laughs> yeah. yeah um I don't know it, it'll be interesting I. It's just like it's so hard to predict what this front office is gonna do. So I don't know. I'll just instead of predicting, I just like to write it out and see. Yeah, but I think I I and I think you were surprised too that they brought up him as opposed to Lance Stevenson, which was interesting. Yeah, I feel like that's the reason Lance Stevenson signed with us is like the hopes that he gets pulled up. Yeah, and, and there's no saying that he won't still, but yeah, yeah. I think the, the front office kind of said that they wanted to give Reed that chance, and I get it. I mean, Lance has been in the league for like eight years and um, in and out of the league, and you know, giving a guy like Reed who hasn't really gotten that opportunity, um, you know, it's it, it was good to see, and good to see him perform well. It's a, it's a 10-day contract, so... Yeah, I mean, at the end of this 10 days, he can go back and we could bring up Lance and try that out for 10 days before we decide anything. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just saying, like, I, I, I'm definitely not like, oh, Zeke's like J. Mike's replacement. We can just like move on from him. I'm just like, that was more just like in jest. Like, I think the the way that this roster was constructed, we were like, we wouldn't have anybody that we could trade that like has a big enough salary that they would make an impact. But J Mike being so disappointing actually like makes that like more possible, um, which sucks because you, I mean, trading J Mike and Bull would we'd have to pay to get rid of them, so that's yeah. not that's not cool. Like, Bull, like, if we could have traded Bull, he would be gone by now, absolutely, in, in my opinion. Like, absolutely. I mean, at this point, I'd say like trade him and just say like we'll pay you cash, like. Just to clear up the roster spot, like we'll give you a million dollars to take him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm with you. I mean, I'm not giving up on J Mike yet either. Like, obviously, he's had a really bad, uh, a really bad start to the season, but he he has shown glimpses of kind of coming around. So I don't know. And then obviously, like last year, he there were like we talked about it all the time. There were games when he was great and games when he was unplayable, and it's just you know, hopefully with him, with all these injuries and him kind of getting a run like beyond, well, way beyond what he deserves. <laughs> because if we did have like 15 healthy guys, like he would not, he would not step foot on the floor with how he's been playing. Um, so hopefully, you know, given this like extended opportunity, he can kind of play himself into form. And so I think that's like the best case scenario versus like going out and 
and you know getting someone that's unproven or um you know not as good of a fit so we will see i do want to make a quick comment though i saw this stat yesterday about the g league which i think is really cool i don't know if it's true i didn't fact check it or anything the g league posted it something like today's nba uh all, everyone that plays in the nba right now 45 percent of people who are current nba players have played the g league interesting which doesn't seem right it doesn't seem right <laughs> <laughs> But it's true. It's, it's all the guys you don't know their names. You cut out, what'd you say? I said it's it's all the guys you don't know their names. Yeah, that's true. It's a lot of people on the bench, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you think mm-hmm. about every team has 15 players, you know, the 10 through 15 spots. That I mean, yeah, it that's interesting. Well, I mean, does, like, Clay Thompson count? Like, yeah. you know, go, I guess going down for, you know, one game to... Well, I went down a rabbit hole because that Devon Reed guy, his Twitter cover photo is of his draft class because he was, he was drafted in the first round in 2017 with, like, Donovan Mitchell. And if you look at everybody, like, you don't really recognize everyone. So think about how many people every draft class go to the G League. Yeah. Yeah. There's true. a lot. Yeah. Fun fact. Cool. Well, let's um, let's close it out with an update on our MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Most <laughs> Improved Player predictions. Um, Jill, I'll start with you. So, MVP, <coughs> you had... Damian Lillard, a.k.a. Dame Dalla. <laughs> And how do you feel about that? I feel pretty terrible. Um, as the sports book has him at one point four seven percent chance of winning. <laughs> um, feel bad for the guy. They they need to shake up that Blazers team. They are terrible, <laughs> terrible. It's saying something when Larry Nance is like your best player at some time. <laughs> but. I don't know, Lillard, like, maybe he just had a lot of fun creating Space Jam soundtrack this summer. I don't know. He got married this summer. Maybe he's just, he's in a good place. He doesn't care anymore, but definitely not well, going to win it, so. It's the new ball. Yeah, it's, new ball. It's, just, it's the new ball. He can't, he can't do it. All right, Joe, well, who, so if you had to update that, who Today? would you, yeah, who would you pick? Like, realistic or who I want to win? Realistic. Who, who do you think is going to win it? Nicola. All right. Mike, you and I both had Kevin Durant. He is sitting in second place, according to the odds favorites. Um, 13% chance of winning MVP. Are you, are you sticking with that? If the Warriors win the West, then Steph is MVP. Yeah. So I, I, I would, for now, I would stick with it, but I might be like trigger happy to get rid of, to switch positions later. Yeah. Who's your, I also want to know your guys' dark horse, because obviously those are the two favorites. Who's your dark horse? Like, N- Nicola. Okay. Jill. Mine's Nicola. I did also do another. I thought bet. you were going to say, I thought you were going to say DeRozan. <laughs> no, I Possibly. think I did uh, bet in September that Jimmy Butler was going to win MVP, but I don't think that's happening anymore. 
<laughs> yeah. I okay, so yeah, I had Kevin Durant. Um, and actually, this um, the Action Network failed me. So let me get the most updated odds because that was two weeks ago. All right, here's one from this past week. Uh, pretty pretty similar. So yeah, Durant's number two. I think that I I agree. I think that if Golden State wins the West, I do think it's going to be Steph. Um, but I think that I think that Jokic is a lot closer than like people have it right now. He's still at plus eleven hundred, which he started the season at plus sixteen hundred, so he really hasn't moved up that much. But if you look at you know every single advanced analytic, like Jokic is like the plus minus, box plus minus, the the PER, all of those, like Jokic is by far leading the way. And I think that if somehow the Nuggets can finish in the top four, um, I think it's going to be a really close race. Obviously, like if the Warriors win the West, I think it's going to be Steph regardless, just because he really doesn't have, although he does ha- have like <laughs> clearly has like good players around him, um, not having like the superstar like Clay and and KD that he's had in the past, I think is just going to put him a notch above um, Durant. If uh, if the Nets happen to win the East, so I yeah I agree with everything you just said. Even though that's not good podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well brother, let's go. Brother. Yeah, well we you and I had identical uh, preseason picks. Let's go to most improved. So. Jill, we'll start with you again before we get into You're my mine, Mike's uh, sad pick. Well, to remind everybody, I went for a dark horse like I tried to do, and I picked Buddy Heald to get most improved player. Um, but as you can see, we have not mentioned the Sacramento Kings once <laughs> in this conversation today. So I think we can say it's the best bet that he is not even close to in the running for that. Um, Nate has the player odds up here, and he does even, doesn't even make the list. So quite a bummer. Does anyone from the Kings make that list? They're all pretty bad. They need to do a shakeup on that team. It's the weirdest thing. Luke Walton just got fired a few weeks ago. Man, tough, tough year to be a Kings fan. But <laughs> if I were to pick again... And not pick Buddy Heald, I would definitely, I think Jordan Poole could win it. That's a good pick. Because, like, if you guys were to mention Jordan Poole last year, do you even know who that is? Know the name, but yeah. yeah. Not, definitely but not. he's, like, getting, like, 30 points a game. Like, <laughs> I think if he wasn't playing as well as he is, the Warriors would be bottom or mid of the West. Yeah. Mike, um, obviously you and I both had MPJ, who looks... Wait, to... I thought I had Karis LeVert. Um, I think you mentioned both of those, but I think you ended up going, you ended up finalizing MPJ. We can pretend oh, you did, but it still wouldn't matter. <laughs> Sorry. How is LeVert doing? Bro, I had his stats pulled up a second ago, but I don't think I lost him. Um, like 15, 
15 points a game, uh, shooting horribly from three, like 25%. So um, if he picked up his three-point percentage, you know, he'd probably get up to closer to 18 or 19 points a game, but that's still not good enough. So we can just let him go. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, obviously it looks like MPJ might not play a single healthy game this season. It seems like he came in um, injured and just based on the way he was playing. And then, you know, it just had to have a back surgery and is out for the foreseeable future. So Mike, who would you, would you update yours to Levert or are you looking at someone else? Definitely would not stick with Levert. (laughs) Um, I, I what is what is what are the top three people like odds wise right now? Let me uh yeah let me give them to you. So Bridges, Miles Bridges, Ja Morant, Lamelo Ball, Dejounte Murray, Tyler Hero, Jordan Poole. Um, those are Cole Anthony, Tyrese Maxey. Those are some of the the people in the top ten. Okay. Yeah, probably I'd probably go with Poole, just like Joe. Yeah. Yeah, he's balling out. He's just balling. Yeah. yeah, I think that's a really good pick. If for some reason the Spurs like do well, like I like the DeJounte Murray pick. Um, but you know, if they're a lottery team, like there's I, I don't think he's gonna get it. Um, which it, it's looking like they're heading in that direction. So You have All to right. pick one though. Um I'll go, <laughs> guys. I'll go Jordan Poole. <laughs> Too much agreement. Yeah, we gotta yeah, like uh, we, we gotta we gotta manufacture some some <laughs> some drama. All right, well, the rookie yeah. year's coming up, so there'll be some drama there. Bones. <laughs> Jill, who did you have? <laughs> what do you mean? He was the second overall pick. No, who I did know, I have? I know, but remind us. I have. Jalen Green, who plays for arguably one of the worst teams in the NBA, the Houston Rockets. Um, I haven't really been following the Rockets. I don't think most people have, but um, he was doing okay, but he just had a huge injury, so that kind of hurts my odds. But according to this odds tracker, he's number four, so I think I'm doing okay. You are? Yeah. (laughs) But I was just giving you shit because you didn't have bones. Yeah, well... Once I sh- let me share this with you real quick. ESPN, they have a rookie ladder. Okay. Out of forty-one people, they have Bones is eleven, like right. performance-wise. But caveat is here. I don't know who's running this janky ESPN <laughs> account because they have Zeke Naji as number one, and he's not a rookie. <laughs> so I'm really confused. What in the world? It's an ESPN. Oh, account. qualified rookies. Yeah. I wonder if there's something about if you didn't play a certain amount of games last year, you're a qualified rookie. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Mike, you're you're sticking with Bones, right? I got stuck on mute there. Sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Bones. Um, actually, no, I I don't want Bones anymore. I we don't know how many times he's his unvaccinated ass is going to come across somebody with COVID, uh, and he's going to have to keep sitting out. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'll very t- true. I'll take Zeke Naji, qualifying rookie. <laughs> the, the qualified rookie Zeke, yeah. That's not a bad shout. Um, man, hopefully Bones gets vaccinated. That's 
quite the bummer. But uh, regardless, I'll stick with Bones. I think that, I mean, his biggest problem right now is just like getting a stretch of games. Like he was playing well and he was, you know, obviously being unvaccinated and was around um, someone who got COVID, which I think was Austin Rivers. So now he's going to have to sit for a while. Um, he had the ankle injury, which caused him to sit for a few games. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he gets vaxxed and we don't have to deal with this anymore. And if that's the case and he continues to be the Nuggets' sixth man and the Nuggets continue um, to do well and, and, you know, hopefully finish in the top four or five teams, then I think, uh, I think it's Bones' to lose at that point. Well, I have you. Anyone else listening who likes the Nuggets Instagram world found this account that has all of the Nuggets custom cars. So you can see every single car that the, play, uh, the players drive, which I thought was kind of cool. What kind of car do you think Michael Porter drives? Quiz. Uh, Lambo. I was going to say a Land Rover or something like that. Mike, you said a Lambo? Yeah. A Tesla. Oh. Wow, pro pro science. <laughs> I know. I feel like shockingly pro to, science. He's too tall to not have like a big SUV. That's what I was thinking. Mm. All right. Um. Cool. So let's let's look ahead to what the Nuggets got coming up. I know tomorrow night we play the Chicago Bulls in Chicago, and then beyond that we have the Pelicans Wednesday. And then the Spurs Thursday, and then the Spurs again on Saturday. <laughs> cool so, schedule. <laughs> so super fun week ahead. Um, is Zion going to be back? I I don't think so. No, no he had a he had a setback. Um, his his body can't his feet can't take the weight of his body. So it's really sad, actually. That is very depressing. The NBA would be better with him in it, but it is also a really fun sort of, um, you know, oopsies. Like, it, I mean, it's just such a poorly run franchise that I wish they were better um, for the NBA, but, like, it's still fun to laugh at them. I think that it would be, like, the biggest bust in NBA history if he never, like, played again, like, fully. It no, Greg, be... Greg Oden will still be the biggest bust because at least yeah. we saw Zion, like, fucking tear it up. Like, he really dominated some of those games in the last couple of years. I, w- I would put it, like, it would have to be, like, top five, though, um, alongside. Because he was, like, the next LeBron, like, according to, like, marketing, their marketing. Yeah, stuff. exactly. I mean, he was hyped as, you know, the next LeBron and all this stuff. And um, which he, like, if healthy, like, he could be. I don't know. Um <laughs> So yeah, it's it's possible, but there there also was a guy that was drafted in front of Michael Jordan that um, never really got any sustained playing time in the NBA. So yeah, there's a few guys like that, but yeah, it's a sad story. But anyways, um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> four four games coming up, all on the road. Um, so what do we we win the two hardest games and lose the easiest, or what? What what's your prediction, Mike? Three and one. Ooh. Who do we lose to? Bulls. Uh, one one of the Spurs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jill? they the players literally go to San Antonio from New Orleans, like on Wednesday, 
after the match and then they play Thursday and they have to be in San Antonio until Saturday night after the game. So <laughs> I, that's going to be so boring. Yeah. I mean, it, San Antonio, there's probably horses around though. So Jokic is going to be, <laughs> Jokic is going to be happy. He needs to stay with the horses and not the Miami nightlife. Cause that seems to be the Cringe. recipe. Cringe. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys remember, but, Jokic always plays well in Chicago because there's a huge Serbian true, crowd there. True. So I'm going to say we're going to go 4-0 because if we're going to get this top four seed, we got to start winning. I'm going to say 3-1 and one and we lose to the Pelicans because they're, they're trash and we won't show up. Hmm. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we're all right and we come out of the week, you know, at least 14 and 12 or better and start start climbing the West. All right, guys, anything else? I'm just ready for me. this road trip. Yeah. Man. Ready to start going to games again. I know. Bring on that Wizards game at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm not mad about any of these 8 p.m. starts this week. Like, this is really great for my sleep schedule. Man, that Knicks True. game yesterday for you probably was really nice. It was weird. One o'clock for you? Yeah, that's weird. That's a that's a football start time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Mike, anything else from you? I'm chill. Go Nugs. Go Nugs. <laughs>